Hello and welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is June 7th and we're wrapping up the book of Nehemiah. Today's reading is chapters 12 and 13. Let's press right in. Nehemiah chapter 12. Here is the list of the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the high priest, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malak, Hattush, Shechaniah, Harim, Merimoth, Ido, Ginnathon, Abijah, Miniamin, Moadiah, Bilgah, Shemaiah, Joyarib, Jediah, Salu, Amuk, Hilkiah, and Jediah. These were the leaders of the priests and their associates in the days of Jeshua. The Levites who returned with them were Jeshua, Binuai, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Madaniah, who with his associates was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. Their associates, Bakbukiah and Une, stood opposite them during the service. Jeshua, the high priest, was the father of Joachim. Joachim was the father of Eliashib. Eliashib was the father of Joiada. Joiada was the father of Johanan. Johanan was the father of Jadua. Now when Joachim was high priest, the family leaders of the priests were as follows. Mariah was leader of the family of Sariah. Hananiah was leader of the family of Jeremiah. Meshulam was the leader of the family of Ezra. Jehohanan was leader of the family of Amariah. Jonathan was leader of the family of Malak. Joseph was leader of the family of Shechaniah. Adna was the leader of the family of Harim. Helkai was leader of the family of Merimoth. Zechariah was leader of the family of Edo. Meshulam was the leader of the family of Ginnathon. Zikri was the leader of the family of Abijah. There was also a leader of the family of Miniamin. Piltai was the leader of the family of Moadiah. Shamua was leader of the family of Bilgah. Jehonathan was leader of the family of Shemaiah. Matani was leader of the family of Joyarib. Uzi was leader of the family of Jediah. Kalai was the leader of the family of Salu. Eber was the leader of the family of Amok. Hashabiah was the leader of the family of Hilkiah. Nathaniel was leader of the family of Jediah. A record of the Levite families was kept during the years when Eliashib, Joiada, Jehonan, and Jedua served as high priest. Another record of the priests was kept during the reign of Darius the Persian. A record of the heads of the Levite families was kept in the book of history down to the days of Johanan, the grandson of Eliashib. These were the family leaders of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, Binuai, Cadmiel, and other associates who stood opposite them during the ceremonies of praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other as commanded by David, the man of God. This included Madaniah, Bakbukiah, and Obadiah. Meshulam, Talman, and Achab were the gatekeepers in charge of the storerooms at the gates. These all served in the days of Joachim, son of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, and in the days of Nehemiah the governor, and of Ezra the priest and scribe. For the dedication of the new wall of Jerusalem, the Levites throughout the land were asked to come to Jerusalem to assist in the ceremonies. They were to take part in the joyous occasion with their songs of thanksgiving 
and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers were brought together from the region around Jerusalem and from the villages of the Netophathites. They also came from Beth Gilgal and the rural areas near Geba and Asmaveth, for the singers had built their own settlements around Jerusalem. The priests and Levites first purified themselves, then they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I led the leaders of Judah to the top of the wall and organized two large choirs to give thanks. One of the choirs proceeded southward along the top of the wall to the Dung Gate. Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them, along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, and Jeremiah. Then came some priests who played trumpets, including Zechariah, son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zakur, a descendant of Asaph. And Zechariah's colleagues were Shemaiah, Azarel, Melali, Gelali, Mai, Nathaniel, Judah, and Hanani. They used the musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra the scribe led this procession. At the fountain gate, they went straight up the steps on the ascent of the city wall towards the city of David. They passed the house of David and then proceeded to the water gate on the east. The second choir, giving thanks, went northward around the other way to meet them. I followed them together with the other half of the people along the top of the wall, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, then past the Ephraim gate to the old city gate, past the fish gate and the tower of Hananel, and on to the Tower of the Hundred. Then we continued on to the Sheep Gate and stopped at the Guard Gate. The two choirs that were giving thanks then proceeded to the Temple of God, where they took their places. So did I, together with the group of leaders who were with me. We went together with the trumpet-playing priests, Eliakim, Maziah, Miniamin, Micaiah, Elioni, Zechariah, and Hanani, and the singers, Maziah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Jehohanan, Milkaijah, Elam, and Ezer. They played and sang loudly under the direction of Jezrahiah, the choir director. Many sacrifices were offered on that joyous day, for God had given the people cause for great joy. The women and children also participated in the celebration, and the joy of the people of Jerusalem could be heard far away. On that day, men were appointed to be in charge of the storerooms for the offerings, the first part of the harvest, and the tithes. They were responsible to collect from the fields outside the towns the portions required by the law for the priests and Levites. For all the people of Judah took joy in the priests and Levites and their work. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification as commanded by David and his son Solomon. And so did the singers and the gatekeepers. The custom of having choir directors to lead the choirs in hymns and praise and thanksgiving to God began long ago in the days of David and Asaph. So now, in the days of Zerubbabel and of Nehemiah, all Israel brought a daily supply of food for the singers, the gatekeepers, and the Levites. The Levites, in turn, gave a portion of what they received to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. Nehemiah chapter 13. On that same day, as the book of Moses was being read to the people, the passage was found that said no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be permitted to enter the assembly of God, for they had not provided the Israelites with food and water in the wilderness. Instead, they hired Balaam to curse them, though our God turned the curse into a blessing. When this passage of the law was read, all those of foreign descent were immediately excluded from the assembly. 
Before this had happened, Eliashib the priest, who had been appointed as supervisor of the storerooms of the temple of our God, and who was also a relative of Tobiah, had converted a large storage room and placed it at Tobiah's disposal. The room had previously been used for storing the grain offerings, the frankincense, various articles for the temple, and the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil, which were prescribed for the Levites, the singers, and the gatekeepers, as well as the offerings for the priests. I was not in Jerusalem at that time, for I had returned to King Artaxerxes of Babylon in the 32nd year of his reign, though I later asked his permission to return. When I arrived back in Jerusalem, I learned about Eliashib's evil deed in providing Tobiah with a room in the courtyards of the temple of God. I became very upset and threw all of Tobiah's belongings out of the room. Then I demanded that the rooms be purified, and I brought back the articles for God's temple, the grain offerings and the frankincense. I also discovered that the Levites had not been given their prescribed portions of food, so they and the singers who were to conduct the worship services had all returned to work their fields. I immediately confronted the leaders and demanded, Why has the temple of God been neglected? Then I called all the Levites back again and restored them to their proper duties. And once more all the people of Judah began bringing their tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the temple storerooms. I assigned supervisors for the storerooms, Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Padiah one of the Levites. And I appointed Hanan, son of Zakur, and grandson of Madaniah as their assistant. These men had an excellent reputation, and it was their job to make honest distributions to their fellow Levites. Remember this good deed, O my God, and do not forget all that I have faithfully done for the temple of my God and its services. In those days I saw men of Judah treading out their wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in grain, loading it on donkeys, and bringing their wine, grapes, figs, and all sorts of produce to Jerusalem to sell on the Sabbath. So I rebuked them for selling their produce on that day. Some men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise. They were selling it on the Sabbath to the people of Judah and in Jerusalem at that. So I confronted the nobles of Judah. Why are you profaning the Sabbath in this evil way, I asked. Wasn't it just this sort of thing that your ancestors did that caused our God to bring all this trouble upon us and our city? Now you are bringing even more wrath upon Israel by permitting the Sabbath to be desecrated in this way. Then I commanded that the gates of Jerusalem should be shut as darkness fell every Friday evening, not to be opened until the Sabbath ended. I sent some of my own servants to guard the gates so that no merchandise could be brought in on the Sabbath day. The merchants and tradesmen with a variety of wares camped outside Jerusalem once or twice, but I spoke sharply to them and said, What are you doing out here camping around the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. And that was the last time they came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and to guard the gates in order to preserve the holiness of the Sabbath. Remember this good deed also, O my God. Have compassion on me according to your great and unfailing love. About the same time I realized that some of the men of Judah had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Furthermore, half their children spoke the language of Ashdod or of some other people and could not speak the language of Judah at all. So I confronted them and called curses down upon them. I beat some of them and pulled out their hair. I made them swear in the name of God that they would not let their children intermarry with the pagan people of the land. 
Wasn't this exactly what led King Solomon of Israel into sin? I demanded. There was no king from any nation who could compare to him, and God loved him and made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by his foreign wives. How could you even think of committing this sinful deed and acting unfaithfully toward God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Joida, son of Eliashib, the high priest, had married a daughter of Sanballat the Horonite, so I banished him from my presence. Remember them, O my God, for they have defiled the priesthood and the solemn vows of the priests and Levites. So I purged out everything foreign and assigned tasks to the priests and Levites, making certain that each knew his work. I also made sure that the supply of wood for the altar and the first portions of the harvest were brought at the proper times. Remember this in my favor, O my God. Looking back in recent history, it can be said that man stands to revere, and he kneels to pray, as quoted by Henry David Thoreau, who said this on this day in 1841. Thoreau was an American writer who was remembered for his attacks on the social institutions he considered immoral, and for his faith in the religious significance of nature. A southern gentleman once asked how he could recognize George Washington at a meeting of the Continental Congress. He was told, George Washington is the man who kneels when the Continental Congress stops for prayer. Both Thoreau and Washington recognized the importance of humility before God and the need to show him reverence. A far different attitude was held by Tobiah who had moved into the temple during Nehemiah's absence from Jerusalem. Tobiah arrogantly strutted, but his power was cut short when Nehemiah returned and, in a display of tough love, threw him out of God's house. Tobiah had been one of the major adversaries of Nehemiah's rebuilding efforts at Jerusalem. He is called an Ammonite, probably because his family fled there at the destruction of Jerusalem. Tobiah enjoyed aristocratic favor with the title servant, bestowed on him by the Persian ruler. He opposed the rebuilding of Jerusalem because it would weaken his political authority in the area. Looking deeper. When we become aware, we become responsible. When the word of God was read, the Israelites learned that no Ammonite or Moabite was to be admitted to the assembly. God faithfully explains the why of his prohibitions. The Ammonites and Moabites were forbidden to join the assembly because they had maliciously opposed God's will. Ignorance of God's word sets us up for sorrow. Eliashib should have known God's word but didn't, even though he was a priest. Tobiah, the enemy, had moved into the temple. Decisive action must be taken, although at times it is not politically correct. Nehemiah returned to Jerusalem to find Tobiah in the temple and proceeded to throw him out. Tough love must be used when blatant evil is involved. The religious leaders had knowingly disobeyed God. Nehemiah now had to bring hard correction to them. Let's pray. Help me, Lord to hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Give me the courage to practice tough love when it is necessary. Amen. I think we can all relate to that at one point or another in our lives. Okay, folks, uh, glad to be with you today. Looking forward to entering into Esther, June 8th, and we'll cover Esther chapters 1 and 2. We'll see you tomorrow.